0: Memory is a curse. I can remember going with my parents to the hospital when my mom was pregnant with my brother. This was way back in 1981. I remember the brown tones of the walls and floors, typical of early 80s decor. I remember how I treated Mike Elkins in my senior year of high school over 20 years ago. I remember Denise Benevento's nickname for me. I remember so much. I also remember my first nightmare. In the house I grew up in, the living room was flush with the front window. The couch backed up to the window, as high as the sill, in reality as in dreams. It was night. My parents and brother were asleep. I was awake for some reason. I went out to the living room. The thin curtains were parted. We always closed them at night. What if someone could see inside? I climbed onto the couch, kneeling at the windowsill, looking out. A van was parked in the driveway behind my parents' station wagon. Walking up the lawn was a tall man who resembled Frankenstein's monster. His head and shoulders were squared like Boris Karloff's version. But his flesh was in tatters like christopher lee's he walked up to the house one slow step at a time i remained rooted watching him dread filled every cell in my young body who was he why was he here was he coming for me he didn't belong here or anywhere else for that matter i don't know if he ever made it all the way up to the house I had the same exact dream several years later. I had another dream. My cell phone went off. Everyone's phone did. Not an Amber Alert? National Emergency? The text didn't give any specifics, so we were all left guessing. Chances were a nuclear strike, probably from North Korea or Russia. My money was on North Korea. Fear ran from my bottomed out stomach up the back of my head. What do I do? No time. A shift in scene like dreams often do. On a ship or underwater base. Me and a few other people, their number and gender lost to the dream, stood around a pool of water fed by the ocean. It was the area within the vessel where submersibles were launched. The water was clear and cold. I stood closest to the water, watching the first creature come into view. Everyone gasped. I couldn't. It looked like an elongated dolphin without the fins, and it was all black. Someone said those monsters were the reasons for the apocalypse. Those monsters? That meant there were more. How did they bring about the end of all things? Were they not confined to the ocean? What exactly were they? Before I could imagine more questions, the ship lurched. I splashed into the water. The dolphin thing ignored me. I wish the floating heads did as well. Whether they were victims or more nightmarish creatures, I don't know, but they were alive. Several heads, intact with ears, eyes, mouths. Short hands ending in even smaller hands grew from each side of their frames. They came from the deep and swam right towards me. The black swimmer ignored them too. I had to get out of the water. I felt dirty, as if the water defiled me instead of rinsing me clean. The heads caught up to me. I kicked one away all while trying to climb back up to dry ground. Would these heads eat me or just draw blood, which would attract the stern attention of the long black swimmer? I don't know. But I was back in the ship. The other people there kept their distance from me in the busy water. I felt filthy. Those heads. They did something awful to the water. Water I fell into. Water I got into my eyes, my mouth, my ears. I would never feel clean again. In this dream, as in real life, I live west of the local airport. Probably seven miles away, roughly. I was walking along the western perimeter of the airport, trying to cross a busy road. The crosswalk light turned white in my favor, but traffic kept coming. There was a break, and I barely crossed the road. I tried to call my wife, who was home waiting for me. My phone couldn't get any service. The skies darkened. They looked like a typical South Florida afternoon. Then they came from the black clouds. Five tornadoes. Touching ground one after another in the span of seconds, these twirling terrors took root as far as I could see. Grounded planes, maybe with passengers on board, were ripped apart like aluminum cans. Hangars were swept away into the air, weightless under the raw power of nature. Each tornado was one thick mother, gray and dirty. A chorus of roaring trains. I had to get home to my wife. I was more concerned with her safety than mine. The western horizon faded to black. I needed to make sure she was alright. The tornado sputtered out, losing fury fairly quickly. I shook off my shock. Home was miles away, but I ran. I doubted I could keep up the pace the whole way. My phone rang. It was my wife. I assured her I was okay and I was running home. She told me to be extremely careful. I asked her how the weather was out there and she said it was raining, but nothing serious. The road I took was a casualty of the Twisters. It was all tore up, an avenue of clay and rock. I knew it was once a sturdy asphalt street. I'd driven up and down in my entire life. To see it ravaged so shook me. I came to a stop at a busy intersection. In real life, there was no overpass intersecting at this area. In the dream, there was. Tornadoes touched down once again. I don't know how many there were, but one ran over the bridge I was hunkered under. I don't know if I ever made it home. I had another dream last night. I was alone in the house I grew up in. I woke up on the couch. The TV was on. Above and on both sides of the entertainment center were three old tin signs my dad put on the wall. One on the left, one on top, One on the right. I realized I needed to empty the dishwasher before my parents got home. I went into the kitchen, where I immediately felt wrong. Not physically, no. I just got a strange vibe. Suddenly, a clatter broke the silence. I ran into the living room. The signs were on the floor in a peculiar way. They had fallen precisely on the floor as if placed. For example, the sign on top was on the floor directly in front of the TV. The sign on the right was on the floor in front of its place on the wall. The sign on the left, however, was on top the sign on the right. How did that happen? They didn't just fall because of a passing plane or truck. They were placed in each spot. By who? I was alone. The wall and ceiling shook with a rumble. Something heavy on the roof? I ran out front and clearly saw the roof was untouched. Maybe someone was messing with me. Maybe they were in the backyard now. I walked up the side of my house. Between my house and the neighbors was a wooden fence. The sun was setting, casting shadows on the fence. As I approached the corner of my house, I looked at the shadows of three shrubs which lined a section of my yard. There, on the fence, was a gap amid the shadows where sunlight hit. I heard running in the yard. Fast footsteps approached. I saw the shadow of a little girl running toward me. I knew it was a little girl because I saw the shadows of her swaying pigtails. I turned the corner ready to face this prankster. I was alone. I turned back to the fence. The silhouette of a cat now approached. I heard its tiny scamper coming at me. I turned, and nothing. No cat, no girl, no sound. I surveyed the yard, making my way to the back door. Standing inside my kitchen, looking at me with no emotion, was someone who looked like me, but wasn't. Through the window in the door, I saw he was naked. I got angry. What the hell was this person doing in my house? I yelled at him, demanding he get out. He opened the door and came out slowly. His gaze never left me. I got in his face and told him to leave. He didn't. Fed up, I punched him in the side of his head as hard as I could. He did not budge one inch. So I hit him again. Nothing. I wrapped my arm around his throat and tried to choke him out. He shrugged me off. I couldn't hurt this guy. I backed away from him. He stepped toward me. I knew he was going to hurt me now. Fortunately, my dream changed scenes.